0: One, two, three, four. I declare a thumb war.
1: Nice. Shouldn't we do it left-handed? Because you're left-handed? It's,
0: it's not going to matter. Why? Right. It might. One, two. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. One, two, three. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait. You got to hold it for five seconds. Five? In what world is a five? Well, I do it with my kids. Three.
1: Yeah. Three. Three. All right, do you allow sneak attacks?
0: Uh, what is that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. let's do it. One, One two,
1: three, three, four. I declare a thumb. thumb. Oh. oh, wow, you got a strong thumb, amigo. Oh, your thumb is giant. Look at this thing. <laughs> you keep going for it. Uh, I just got to win this thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Hey, oh
1: I could like do a little tease. God, big hand,
0: man. <laughs> I should
1: have put Vaseline on <laughs> I just smeared it. Oh, what? Oh! Oh! No. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! I'm so good at getting it. Uh. Cotton butter. Look at strong hands.
0: thumb bend's back like that. How do you do that? <laughs> gosh. Nine, two, three, four, hey, <laughs> <one. laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay, we're gonna call okay. uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, This is welcome. the kind of quality entertainment you
1: get when you come into Joel and Rob's podcast Beyond Sunday. That's two seminary degrees, right I there. I tell you what. You know?
0: Well spent. Yeah. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. Where well, we're back for
1: our questions, questions and answers. Yep. We had a... great questions. Eventful and podcast answers.
0: last week. But first, a theme song. Yes. And we dip back into the 80s. Okay. Uh, that's my jam. This is your jam. So I saw it and kind of went, like, oh, I forgot about this. Oh, song. you
1: saw it. Well,
0: on this list I'm kind of currently using. Oh, that's right. You know, which has got like every theme song in or every just TV show um, in existence. So I suspect you'll get it. <laughs> every theme I song su- ever
1: <laughs> in the history of the universe. It's a
0: great. Hold on. And away we go.
1: Wait. Little night court. Harry Harry, Harry something. Harry something. John Cat John
0: Cat yes.
1: Mar. Mar- Margie Post. Margie Post. Margie Post. And uh Bull. Oh Ball. Yeah. Boom.
0: Boom. That was a good show. Richard Mole. Yeah. Richard Mole. Oh yeah. And it was Bull. It was uh mm-hmm. it was on I think Thursday nights after Yeah, like cheers. cheers and all that. Which is those. why
1: people watched it. Yeah. And yeah. Roz. Yeah. Came in. It's
0: it's when that NBC owned Thursday. Yeah. Days. Yeah.
1: Just too lazy to change the channel, so you watched <laughs> it. That's basically what happened, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's why I watched. Well it. back then, yeah. It's a good theme song though. You gotta love a it, slap bass.
0: It, yeah, slap in the bass,
1: man. Yeah. Yeah. A little Seinfeld-esque, actually. Yes, it is. Yeah. Did
0: you have yeah. it immediately once I started playing it? Or did it take you a second? Uh
1: I'm not sure I would have I had it quickly, that. but I don't think I had it immediately. Yeah. 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 For some reason, I, I immediately thought of Night Court, and then I also thought, well, maybe it's one of those other I cop shows, like, you know, because there's no lyrics, and for some reason, a lot of cop shows. Yeah,
0: that would just, need to be like a buddy cop show, because that's a very upbeat kind of uh, yeah. theme song, you know? Yeah.
1: You know. People are probably really. Ready for us to move on now. <laughs> Let's dive into this. So Darth. we're doing questions and answers, and we are grateful for all of your questions. Yeah, we are. Uh, and if you have a question that you would like to submit, if you've already submitted one, great. You can ask again. If not, uh, shoot them to us. Ask a question that you'd like your pastors to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, TPC at TowsonPrez.org. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go into Darth.
0: Question number one. Hmm. What is your favorite Bible verse?
1: Oh my goodness. Hmm. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. And it's also a really, really hard one to answer because there's so many great, great passages.
0: Well, I find that it changes a lot. For me, it changes. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Um, it does change. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. one right now that speaks to you?
1: One of uh, The one that I most often give when I get this question is probably pretty appropriate as we 're entering into Advent. so mm-hmm. what one of the ones I love is from the transition of what 's considered Isaiah one into Isaiah two. So the prophet, the book Isaiah is thought to have been written by three different prophets at three different times in Israel's life. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. the first one is pretty brutal because uh, mm-hmm. it's yeah. prophecy of judgment. Mm-hmm. It's prophecy of how they're going to and then were taken into exile. Right. They were conquered. They were taken into exile by the Babylonians. They were living in Babylon and, you know. Life was not good. And then 2nd Isaiah comes along and uh, begins to prophecy hope in the midst of all of that. And that happens right around Isaiah 40, 41, 42, 43. There's this shift that happens in Isaiah that's just so beautiful. Uh, And in 43, and this 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 is taking kind of the beginning of the chapter and kind of skipping over some verses, but getting the thrust of it. um, God says through Isaiah to these long-suffering people, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. Mm. I have called you by name. Mm -hmm. You are mine. You are precious in my sight Mm. and honored. And I love you. Mm. And Mm. I think that is so beautiful and it's so powerful and it's something we often... struggle to hear i think it's something god is almost always saying to us do not fear i have redeemed you i have called you by name you are mine you are precious and honored in my sight and i love you
0: Mm.
1: and i think if we just trusted in that truth yeah i think it would make a profound impact on the way we live Mm. yeah
0: yeah and after our uh recent series on um top five regrets when we got into the, I wish I had courage to express my emotions. Mm. And I talked a little bit about, <clears throat> I've been noting um, the emotion of fear is more, um, is within me more than I realize. Mm.
1: Um,
0: yeah. And uh, often some of my anxiety underneath that is, is fear, fear over something. And so to hear you say that now, do not fear as I've been thinking more about the emotion of fear, um uh is powerful thanks yeah what's yours um for years it was the verse from philippians i think philippians 4 6 to 7 do not be anxious about anything but in everything with prayer and supplication give thanks to god um
1: it's interesting do not be anxious do not yeah hmm.
0: but recently um, it has been um, uh, the section of Mark uh, right after he comes out of the wilderness and says, um, um, repent for the kingdom of God is here. And so repent, not in the kind of how we often have heard that word of almost as fire and brimstone, but Uh, Instead, what that word says in the Greek, it's metanoia, metanoia, which is more like change your mind, move in a new direction. Um, And that has spoken to me of um, Jesus has this transformational experience in the wilderness, comes out and says the kingdom of God is here. It's this...
1: Yeah. Um, this, this Not is coming. The kingdom of God is here. It's
0: here. Present tense. Yep. Yeah. And invites... Um, it's an invitation for individual <clears throat> kind of constant change and transformation, growth, mm-hmm. but also a um, yeah. communal and societal change. Um, and so that one's been...
1: Amen. And what a difference life would be if we lived like that. Yeah. You know, salvation yeah. is not something we're trying to work our way into salvation can be had here and now. Yep. Yeah, great question. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay. Come here, Darth. Okay. Mm. Good question. Mm. Describe a moment when you experienced God but really weren't expecting it.
0: (laughs) Mm, My gosh, that's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. Um, So, So I'll go back to my teenage years. Mm -hmm. I had gone to a camp, Christian camp, with um, my best friend at the time, Darren, uh, in New Hampshire, <clears throat> two weeks long. And for two weeks, we um, almost got kicked out once because we had skipped chapel. We were not engaged in any of the, like, not engaged spiritually in any of what they were trying to, to do, which is very fitting as my career of working with youth ministry keeps me humble. Um, until the last couple days where it started to connect mm. slowly. And that last night we had this chapel service, and um, <clears throat> I had some experience of God. I look back and go, something happened that night. I we walking out with this feeling. Of something within me that well, I never had experienced before, in couldn't really put words to it. Besides, there was something happened, um, and so even though it was at a Christian camp, I didn't go in that night, or especially that those two weeks, looking for anything to happen. Um, and uh, I walked out of the chapel that night kind of, for the first time in my life, going, okay, there's something more to, um, there's something, there's something bigger that I am just going to start learning about for the first time, you know? Like, I kind of grew up in a church, knew about God kind of cognitively, and this was the first time there was this very, just just this experience and uh those moments stay with you and mm-hmm. they they stay with you um yeah. so that was me well done how about you oh <clears throat> uh, uh, there's
1: been there's been more than a few mm-hmm. um you picked one that was kind of in a church setting, so I'll pick one that wasn't in a church setting. Good, because I have had a few in a church setting, Great. but Great. Um, you know the one that's coming to mind is actually—I think I may have shared it with you before. It's um, Melissa and I. Uh, our youngest wasn't with us; it was just our two oldest. They were like four and six. And New Year's Eve three. story, yeah, the New yeah. Year's Eve story. And story, and. Uh, we were kind of Melissa and I our kind of down cuz our friends who we have always spent new year's eve with uh two two other couples weren't able to join us and so we were just going to celebrate it with our older two you know 3 and 5 maybe 4 and 6 um and as the night went on it there was just so much joy mm. in sharing it together and being together and welcoming the new year together uh mm-hmm. that it was it was one of not the but it was one of the very first moments where I was sure mm. I was tasting salvation, mm. and mm. I'll never forget that. Mm. I I mean it was it was palpable. It's one of those I'm going to remember this the rest of my life yeah. kind of moments. Yeah, and I have
0: nice, yeah. yeah. And it was one of those moments where you have to kind of look back and go, "Oh, something happened in that moment that I didn't."
1: it well what was unique expect. is i i noticed it in the moment though like you... it took me like i'll okay. never i was sitting on the armrest of the arm of our couch mm-hmm. with melissa right there and the two kids right there yeah. playing a game right there and in that moment i just realized
0: mm-hmm.
1: life like this is fullness of life this yeah. is this is what joy and peace and love really are
0: yeah Yeah.
1: Mm. Nice. And thankfully, there's been moments like that since. You know, Mm -hmm. for me, they revolve around family.
0: What new thing do you sense God is up to these days?
1: That's a good one. (laughs) Is that my question or your question? read it so i guess it's mine but i think we're both gonna have to answer it Dak, that's a good one it's so big
0: though i know know.
1: well at tpc god us up to a lot of new things yeah um i'm continually excited by ministry here at Towson presbyterian Mm -hmm. allison who you can't see hi
0: guys (laughs)
1: with us and Mimi is with us uh the work that you and Janess and Steven are doing um and Catherine uh the the growth of the virtual campus right now um you know uh I'm excited by all of that the kind of the, the the growing edge growing edge not like numerical growing edge the experiential growing edge of okay what what does it mean to be the church here where we are understanding that it's not so much about a geographical boundary anymore as it is just about sharing our values as we share the gospel in a in an intentionally kind of new way we're still doing it the old way right we're still gathering uh in person as we as we are but you know, amid the virtual. And the the virtual extends well beyond any kind of geographical boundary, of course. Mm-hmm. Um So I'm excited about all of that. But with the pandemic amid a postmodern society, right? I mean, oh my gosh, the world is changing and it's changing so fast. Mm-hmm. So fast. Mm-hmm. And I think the church is just a microcosm of that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, uh, I don't have a (laughs) clear answer. More just kind of hints and guesses on something like this. Um, But when we look at uh, church on a continuum, and you can see it changing rapidly, and you can see less and less people feeling inclined to participate. These days, right? It's been. Um,
1: you mean as a general whole, as like a as general a, whole. North American Christianity North, is in decline. Yes.
0: Okay. Yep. It doesn't have that same um, pull mm-hmm. that it once did. Um, and so, what what is God up to in the midst of that? Um, mm. And I would. So I think that Christianity, ultimately, it's kind of why I chose that Bible verse, is it is ultimately about being transformed. It's Mm -hmm. about constantly growing and becoming something new. Um, And church, moving forward, needs to be a place where you are constantly, pretty routinely being nudged to change and grow, to mm-hmm. become something new. Yep. Um, and God is very much a part of that. I mean, that—that that is Jesus coming out of the wilderness. Yeah, uh, Change your mind. Move in a new direction. The kingdom of God is here. And so, if the church is not a place where we come in and We are seeing new life waiting for us. And that will scare us when we look at it, always, because it involves some kind of change. But it should also be inviting and enticing. And it should also go, ooh, there's something about that that I want to... Energizing, yeah. That I want to move towards, even though it scares me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what God might be up to is, Amen. is um, nudging the church I, I feel it here i feel it here absolutely um that that is who we are striving to be
1: the church is perpetually open to where the spirit is nudging us to go yeah yeah, yeah. and i like to use the word repent too because truth be told i mean part of the church's struggle in 2021 is that the church grew not TPC and just the greater church, right? The church has grown stagnant. The church has had basically thought that it had figured out how to do church. This is how we do church. And we tried to codify it. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, as the world around the church changed, the church tried hard to stick to its, its, the way it's always been, um, and and the church, the church needed prodding. The church needed to grow, to breathe, to to take on new life again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It needed to be, <laughs> as Jesus said, uh, to be proved, Right. Yeah. It needs to be occasionally snipped a little yeah. bit, um, so new life can come.
1: As we've said before, yeah. you know. Uh, we're in the Reformed tradition as Presbyterians, and one of the Reformed mantras is uh, mm-hmm. a Latin phrase that means um, the church reformed in always to be reforming according to the Word of God, um, which means if we're the same church next year or even next week as we are today, then we're not really the church mm. because the Spirit should always be pushing us yeah. into the new. Mm-hmm. Into deeper revelations of who God is and who God is calling us to be.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure if we exactly answered the question, but we tiptoed around it. It
0: was a good question. It was a really
1: good question. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Mm. This is a couple questions in a question. Okay. Sit back. Mm. Relax. Get comfy. Are you ready?
0: we both going to answer this one? Take a stab at it?
1: Yes. So this is a great question that begins Mm -hmm. with kind of an explanation. I believe in a universal God who created us all and Mm -hmm. loves us all equally. Mm -hmm. I'm asking for clarification. Mm -hmm. Please explain how there's a universal God who reigns over all people, Mm -hmm. including those of all belief systems, who is also Mm -hmm. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, even though... All don't necessarily believe in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Mm. If God is, you know, triune, God the Father, God the Spirit, God the Son, Jesus, and they can't be separated, how then does that work if, say, if I'm understanding the question correctly, if, say, people believe in God but not the Spirit and not Jesus Christ?
0: mm mm-hmm
1: goes on. I understand that the Father, Creator, is not Jesus and Jesus isn't the Spirit and the Spirit isn't you know, God, the Creator, or Jesus. So, I'm guessing God is still the Father, but that on, but they only get a part of Him due to their beliefs. If they can't be separated, it seems weird.
0: Yeah. Mm. So there's multiple questions, questions there. <laughs> multiple questions. Um, so the first one, um, if God is Father, Creator, Holy Spirit, and Jesus, and they can't be separated, how does that work? Um,
1: well, I've got a, an answer for that. There's
0: a universal God who sure. reigns over all people, including those of all belief systems.
1: Um,
0: so I'll, I'll start and then, okay. and then jump in. Um, Uh, So what was formational for me years ago was traveling out of the country and um, uh, being in spaces that were not intentionally, what I would say, Christian,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, yet still trusting that uh, God was just as present there as present here. So for me, it was um, uh, going to Turkey and being in this Muslim country. First time ever experienced like this. And it was so good for me to be in this space that where Jesus wasn't at least the dominant one in a religious context. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, uh, and I remember we, we, we were, I was sitting in this little town called Gourmet. We are in this little kind of motel kind of hut right into the in the rock. And uh, the owner of the hotel was, um, we were eating, drinking chai tea outside.
1: Yeah, Two the of rock. us. That would be fun.
0: It was great. And he was about my age. And we were talking a little bit about um, religion and how we were raised, um, the context we were raised in. And I remember thinking to myself, I could be great friends with this guy. And it dawned on me that I was moving to a place where God was active in people's lives. um, No matter if they (laughs) had the same particular faith as me. Or if they held a belief in God, that the goodness of God was so wide, the love of God was so deep, that God was not waiting for someone to craft this specific prayer to then dive into their lives, but God, out of God's great love for the world, was already active in people's lives. was already present already moving already inviting them into new life Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was my kind of first um even if you don't believe in exactly the way i believe yeah um uh, the spirit was still very present in their life amen
1: what a great interaction Um, and you say it well, um, for me, my journey into this really kind of began more, not with people of other belief systems, but with people who would claim not to have a belief system, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, with atheists. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and the question of whether or not is God at work in, in their life, because they would insist no there is no God, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the question I think there becomes, um, do you have to believe in God for God to be real?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and as somebody who does believe in God, uh, I don't think you have to believe in God for God to be real. God's real Regardless of whether or not you believe God exists, you know, if you and I never met, if, say, I grew up on the West Coast, you know, you never met me, I would still be real. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have a personal relationship, but Mm -hmm. I would still be real. So uh, that's part of the equation, right? So whether or not you believe in God, um, God is real. Now, the next part of that question is, okay, well, what about the personal relationship? you have to believe in God in order for God to be in relationship with you. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: and again, I would say no,
0: Yeah.
1: right? Uh, scripture is pretty clear that God is at work in all kinds of people, in all kinds of ways, some of whom had a very close, intimate relationship with God, and some of whom had absolutely no relationship with God. And yet God was still very much at work in them and working through them. Yeah. Um, so uh, I would take it the next step and say, no, you don't have to be, you don't have to believe in God for God to be in relationship with you and to use you. And so then the question of the Trinity really becomes... Um, if you don't believe in Jesus, or if you don't believe in the Spirit, but say you're Muslim and you believe in in God, who they would call Allah, um, or maybe you're Hindu um, and you are polytheistic, or maybe monotheistic and believe in Vishnu or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, they would believe something other than I would, and I would never insist on, that they better acquiesce to my belief system but my belief system would still hold that the triune god is still every bit at work in their lives working with them working through them um, regardless of either what they call god or what they believe in god Mm -hmm. or how they believe god exists Um, the aspect of the trinity for christians is um is really the trinity is a Is a doctrine of how we understand God to be. It's how we try and understand all that God is in all the various ways in which God has chosen um, to exist and to exist in relationship with humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Trinity is really our explanation of who God is but at the end of the day the triune God is still one God. And so even if you don't believe in the Spirit or don't believe in uh, Jesus Christ, but believe in God in a different belief system, you know, God is still God. God is not going to ignore those who don't believe in Jesus through the Spirit. God is not going to be present in the Spirit with somebody just because they don't believe in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, there are certainly Christians who would... Disagree with me vehemently, right? I mean there are Christians who would absolutely say no You have to believe and trust in God in order for God to have an avenue in Mm -hmm. To relate with you. So they would disagree with Mm -hmm. with what we just described Uh Um, So just to give that perspective voice, but it's certainly not one we hold. Um, We believe that God's love is truly truly unconditional. And if God's love is going to be inclusive and unconditional, then that means God's love reaches those who don't believe in God, yeah. let alone don't believe the way we do.
0: That's really well said. And I'll add um, that the uh, Christian idea of Trinity is ultimately a mystery. Mm-hmm. It's it's In the end, it's not meant to be solved mm-hmm. um, and that can be kind of frustrating it has been for me at times but it's um, it's it's a it's a finger pointing at the moon of how we understand God uh, ultimately we can't kind of parse it out <laughs> into this perfect kind of structure um, it's 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 not meant to be fully kind of, mentally understood it's meant to be um continually explored and so for me also because it is a mystery father son holy spirit three in one i've actually seen um more for me personally more um meaning in what not trying to understand how the three parts kind of coexist but what's kind of What's the little deeper meaning before the three parts? These three parts, as you said, they represent our understanding of God. And so there is this mutual love between these three parts. They are in this dynamic relationship of giving and receiving love. That is, I think, at the heart of the mystery of the Trinity that we can grab onto and uh, Um, and uh, affirm. Um, It's hard to figure out exactly how those three parts fit together. Three in one. It should leave you kind of at the end scratching your head. I mean, there are books and books written about how it works, and we read them in seminary. At the end, you kind of go, huh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you kind of get to the point where you can describe it And you can understand it from a conceptual nature. Yeah. But there comes a point or place where I think there, hopefully, you reach kind of a helpful just kind of point of peace where you realize God is simply bigger Mm -hmm. and better than we can possibly comprehend mm-hmm. and the trinity is kind of our best attempt at it but even that falls even that eventually gets to the point where it can't truly encompass all that god is because yeah. yeah. god is simply that big yeah, yeah. great yeah. questions y'all. yeah again if you have questions you'd like to ask shoot them our way tpc at Mm-hmm. We'll be back again next week. Until then. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, this will be after Thanksgiving. Oh, man. We are I just. Totally, we hope
0: you had a good Thanksgiving.
1: Day. Yeah. What was your favorite part of Thanksgiving? And drop welcome, us a drop And welcome us a to note. the season and of Advent. Do it in the comments Welcome below. to the season of Advent. Yeah. Welcome to the season of Advent. That's a good one. That's welcome a good to the one. season of Advent.